All right, ladies and gents. What's up, everyone? Coach Matt here, your host and owner of Athletic Beings Training and Apparel. Check it out, y'all. Today, we have an amazing episode with an amazing guest speaker, a third time returning guest speaker. And as you already know, okay, the third time returning ones definitely have to come to Houston. So she came to Houston. We flew her out here, and we are so excited for you to tune into this episode because it's going to be freaking 90 minutes of straight knowledge, straight motivation, inspiration, and what you need to hear today. If you feel like you are lost in your journey, you just need a little bit of push today. This is going to be the episode for you. But check it out. If you are new here, okay, this is the podcast where you're going to learn the ins and outs when it comes down to health and fitness. You'll learn more about training, nutrition, mindset. You just want to simply get inspired and motivated to start your journey or get past a roadblock you might be in right now. This is going to be the podcast for you. Just like I just said, we bring on over a 100 guest speakers onto the show so far and they've all been here just to share their story share their their passion share their their education what they've learned from themselves from other clients and from coaching and just being in the industry all here to help you just be inspired to believe in who you are in yourself and what you're truly capable of and right now you might be lonely right now you might be you know, scared to start. Right now you might feel like you cannot do this, but you can. There's a lot of people out there who have been through it and you can relate to these guest speakers. So I highly recommend you kind of scroll down through the episodes and you check out some of the great ones down there and leaving a five-star review, ladies and gentlemen, truly does mean the world to me. Not only does it help a lot of people around the world find this podcast just that much faster, but it gives me amazing feedback from what you guys are gathering from the show, from from the episodes. What have I shared? What have I taught that that helped you, that brought value to your life, that maybe gave you some education that you never knew, or maybe something that truly did help you in your journey. You know, how has this podcast or a certain guest speaker helped you or moved you or brought you some value? That's all I want to know. That's all I like to learn more of. I want to see what you guys are thinking. I want to see what you guys are gathering from the show. And leaving a five-star review takes about a minute or two, and it helps me so much, y'all. And it helps a lot of people around the world who are also looking for an amazing podcast, find this podcast just that much faster. And as you already know, we've partnered with some great companies, and they're all here for your advantage, man. Take This is your benefit here. Just by tuning in, just by listening to my voice right now, you have the possibility, the ability to go and get amazing things from these companies okay and all you got to do is check the show notes always check the show notes go to the website hit the partnership tab but we have created amazing partnerships with some great companies to help you down your fitness and health journey if you need to speed up time or maybe you know go away from the trial and error phase and maybe just make your life just a little bit easier okay like our most recent one flex pro meals an amazing meal prepping service where you can literally go to the website Pick meals, get shipped to your front door. When you're ready to eat, two and a half minutes in the microwave. You don't have to worry about dishes, worry about meal prepping, worry about portion sizing, seasoning, cooking, or eating dry chicken with rice and broccoli because they have amazing, tasteful, macro-friendly foods all for you to help you down your journey. And I can save you 20% off your purchase if you use promo code TRAINHARD. Ladies and gentlemen, like I just said, I cannot say enough about this guest speaker, an amazing woman, an amazing person, an amazing girl who is passionate about truly helping people a a great understanding on how to get you right, how to get you where you want to be at when it comes down to your body and health and taking away all the bullshit, all the crazy confusion, all here for you. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome to the show, Nicole Montesanti. But whether I was still that lean or, you know, I gained 30 plus pounds after that show, like I was not happy as both people. So it didn't matter if I had abs or did it, Right. And, you know, I may not have gotten super obese, but I was, I gained, I put on some body fat after our competition and my hormones 
went out the AWOL. It was, I was so depressed and I was just binging and I didn't know what to do except for going right back to that low carb diet that I was on. Hey everyone, Coach Matt here and you're listening to the Train Hard Lift Strong Podcast where we bring on the top fitness pros, top fitness influencers, motivational speakers and people who have gone through dramatic transformations and we're all here to inspire you to believe in yourself. If you have not yet, go ahead and check out our website, trainhardliftstrong.com. You can see all the new upcoming guest speakers and all the amazing things coming your way. Welcome to another life-changing episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another amazing episode here on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. Today, yet again, we have an amazing guest speaker, someone who's been on the show twice already, talking about amazing things. And today, we have flown her to Houston to come on for her third time on the show. So everyone, let's welcome Nikki Montesanti. What's up, girl? What's up, you guys? I love this podcast. I'm so glad to be here. Dude, one of those funny is that the people, because we just did a live before this, right? And I did live on her profile. So everyone who's like going to watch this or listen to this, and you're like, dude, I was talking to him before they even did the podcast. It's like, oh my God, I feel so special. I feel so special. <laughs> and we gave away two free shirts. So that's also freaking dope. But, um, so Nikki's been here on here before, you know, twice, like I just said. But real quick, and you probably have already seen, you know, a lot of stuff about her already because people who have listened to her other two episodes really liked it. And we got great feedback from her or from everyone who listened because of her episode. But um, if you're new here to the show, you're new here to the podcast, and you don't know who she is, I'm about to give her about a minute or two. So you got a speed run, girl. Fast track it to talk about a little bit about how she became who she is today. So tell them a little bit about yourself, girl. All right, guys. So I am a health coach, and the reason why I call myself a health coach over everything is because I can give you the fitness program. I can give you the nutrition program because I also am a specialist in fitness nutrition, but it doesn't matter if you don't know how to implement the things that you need to implement to find out and become this person that you want to be. So everything that I do in my programming literally is for lifestyle coaching because we're going to run into challenges. We're going to run into things. We're going to have to break old habits. And I've had to fail a lot of times and bring myself up a lot of times. I've had people help me and I just want to be that person to help you through your journey as well. And it's awesome, yo. That's awesome. You know, it's so cool how we can like, um, how we can gain so much of a passion to help other people with, with their health. You know, especially because like we have done what we have done for ourselves. And I feel like because we've done it for ourselves and we know how we feel, we can now kind of give them that. Exactly. As like coaches, you know? You you know, you do all this stuff and you gain this confidence and this faith that you never thought you would have in yourself and all you want to do is let people feel that as yeah. well. So you just start to help people how to get there for themselves. So cool, yeah. So cool. So today we have a quite a bit of topics to kind of run across. Um, but like usual, you know, I like talking, I just like talking to the guest speakers. I like talking to you guys, I like talking, you know, about health, fitness, motivation, inspiration, I like talking about all that stuff. Um, just to kind of tackle everything because, you know, fitness and training is not all just one direction. It's never going to be like linear. It's never going to be perfect. You're never going to get the results that you want as fast as possible. And if you do, that means you got to jeopardize something to get there. So we want you to get to where you want to be at in the best possible way. And uh, because of that reason, we have a lot to talk about today. So let's dive into the value of health, girl. Let's get there and stay there. 
and stay. You know, for everyone who's listened to our other episodes, we never stay on track, and that's fine. That is okay. <laughs> because that's what this is meant for. This is what it's meant to be, you know? It then, usually flows, though. Yeah, it flows good, and we're, like, talking, we're chatting, and it's like, boom, another topic comes up because you went off track. No, I'm just kidding. I go off track a lot, too. It is most of the time me. But value of health, guys. So what – if I were just to say – what is the value of health to you? How would you describe that? The value of health, like how much it costs or how much I would spend on it. How much, how, let's go how much it costs, yes. It, I, there's, I don't think I could afford it. That's why I'm constantly working towards it. Mentally, right. physically, spiritually, nutritionally. I would say I'm so proud of where I'm at nutritionally from the binge eating disorder I used to have. So it, it's too much. You're constantly yeah. paying for it. <laughs> oh, like over and over again. So what about, what about the, you said cost and? How much I would pay for how it. How much would you pay for it? I guess a damn dollar every <laughs> single day. A dollar right. for everything I do every single day. <laughs> and I do a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, the, this is how cool it is to, okay, so flying guest speakers into Houston is awesome. And we do it because, you know, you guys find something specific in these guest speakers and we see that and we want to give back to you all. But watching you guys come in and I get to see the other side of you, right? I get to see like in person, you know, of who you are and which is you are very the same as you are on who you are in media than you are here. You're the same, exact same person you'll see. Um, but it's cool that you come here, right? The first thing we do is go to the grocery store because she has goals that she wants to stay true to and she has her health that's important to her. So we go to the store and she buys things that are going to be good for her here, right? Because she's obviously traveling. She doesn't have the luxury of being at home and having the convenience of her own home and the things that she has there. But she comes here ready to do what she's going to do here and also prioritize her health. Like it never was, hey, I'm going to throw my health away for these 48 hours or like 50 hours or 72 hours almost, three days. I wish it was longer. I know. But – you know, she doesn't just throw it away. She doesn't say, hey, I'm just, it's okay, I'm just going to I'm gonna cheat for the whole weekend, right? And it's like, no, she's, gonna, she's going to get what she needs to get and still eat as good as she possibly can for at least 70% of her day and love life. And even if she's eating super healthy, she's still living life and loving it too. But then the other 30%, she has time to like actually live and be okay with eating foods that aren't like healthy or whatever you guys would think that you know, going out to eat would be. And I think that is awesome. And I think that if you can do it, I can do it. Millions of people can also do it too. What do you think the lack is though? What do you think the lack is for people traveling and saying shit like, hey, when I get back, I'm going to start my diet. When I get back next Monday, I'm going to start my diet. I think because when we think of starting a diet, we automatically think to restrict things. So if I was thinking I was about to not have something for a while, I probably mm. would want to have all of it too. Right. What's like the best, like, what's the best way for people's mentality to be in order to do what you did, right? To come here to get, because obviously people travel and, and you're doing things, you want to go and like binge eat, right? You want to go like live the life and do this and that, but that's just dinner or like another meal. You still have like all these other things that you could be providing your health for, right. like giving the food for. You know what I'm saying? What kind of what, like what kind of mental strength advice could you give someone to like dial into their way that they're going to eat, even in travel? Because right now that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're traveling, but you're still prioritizing who you are. I guess because I have a nice solid program that I follow. So one thing with 
getting your goals and getting your results, you know, you're not dieting to get these abs for the summer. Mm. Like, if you want the abs, like, you totally can have them year-round, but, like, you're going to have to do a consistency lifestyle change. That doesn't mean I don't eat Oreos. So I think... (laughs) Literally, the fact that I have a program and something that I already follow back home, like when you travel, like you're you're still it's a lifestyle. Like I'm right. still doing the same thing. Right. So I'm still eating six times a day. Am I eating my exact macros? No. So I would say the biggest challenge for me personally wasn't following the lifestyle still because mm. I genuinely love it, and we can talk about why in a second. But probably getting out of my head and making myself feel bad for not following it perfectly, mm. and making me say I'll just start Monday because if I'm right. not going to do it perfect, I'm just not going to do it at all. Right, then that's the problem. Mm-hmm. And, and we always try to perfect, like perfect things, right? But mm-hmm. in reality, it's not going to be ever like a perfect time. Right. And, and I even tell people too, like, because people will ask me, hey, can you coach me? Or hey, can you train me? And I'm like, yeah, you know, of course I would love to. And then things start happening and then they fall off, right? And it's like, okay, your time is not now. And that's fine. If your time is not now, that's, that's okay. That's your decision. That's your life. Eventually your time will come to where you're all into this. Right, and I feel like you have to not strive for perfection, but just strive for simple, small, even incremental, like very tiny progressions. And even if that progress, that small little step, this is how easy it is for you to get away from starting on Monday. Right, is to set a goal to drink a little bit more water, or drink more water with every meal instead of having what you normally have, or throw in a vegetable just for your lunch. Like you don't have to throw in a vegetable for dinner or your breakfast. But throw it just for lunch and then challenge yourself. Or, hey, I don't eat quite often because a lot of people undereat, dude, all the time. Almost most of y'all do that come to me, honestly. Yeah. And it's like they think that they overeat or they're eating all the wrong mm-hmm. things. And it's like, well, you're eating mm-hmm. all the wrong things as you undereat at the same time. But, like, hey, I'm going to eat a breakfast. Even if that breakfast is a juice or a multivitamin. Like, those, that's how small and easy it is for you to get away from, I'm going to start on Monday. You know what I'm saying? I think one thing, too, with probably maybe some of you guys are like, well, like, I don't even know where I want to start now. Like, so what what should I start? Like, we're always asking Mm -hmm. what we should do. Mm -hmm. No one can tell you, you know, even when I work with a client, I'm going to straight up tell you, you are a science experiment to me. I'm learning your body just as much as you are. And I'm going to help you learn it. And by the end of this, I'm going to know your body better than you. But I'm going to teach you the things that I know about it. So that way, you know, hey. I have a headache right now. We were talking yeah. about that yeah. earlier. Yeah, yeah. Instead of popping an Advil, let me chug a bottle of water. 90% of the time, you're dehydrated when you have a headache. Dude. So why are you going to resort to an Advil, which is great. I take them if I need to. Mm-hmm. But why resort to that when you're not needing to do that necessarily? So if you're really unsure of you know, where to start or what area of your life you should start in, you need to know where you're at. And that's one thing I think we fail to do too much is because we're always looking for that outside help which is fine Mm -hmm. i get a help from outside as well yeah but when you're constantly looking out you're constantly asking what you should do Mm -hmm. what should this like you tell me that what what should you do but how do we know right yeah how do we know expand like jump into it so you need to know how much water you're drinking in Mm -hmm. order to know how much more you should try to drink realistically right you need to know how many meals a day you're eating you need to know how many hours of sleep you're getting. So that way you can actually physically and tangibly track your progress. And then you're going to feel better about yourself because you actually know you're improving, even if it's an hour of sleep a night. Yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, adding an hour to your sleep regimen, if you go from four to five, 
that's going to add so much value to your it's even in, i forgot what book it was but if you if you take away an hour of your sleep you're going to increase your risk of heart disease and if you add an hour you're going to decrease that so like even just simple sleep is is also very important but whenever i ask people sometimes like you know how much water are you drinking because i train outside and i train people outside and if you want to train with me you're going to have to be okay with training outside because that's just what I do. I Let's do it for try. I do it for multiple reasons. Number one, I like to see people sweat. I like to sweat, and I want to build character. Vitamin D. Vitamin D. You gotta get that second D. The ha! sun. <laughs> but, um, but whenever it comes down to like me asking how much you know water are you drinking, a lot of people think that a bottle or two is a lot of water, so they don't even know the, you know the the actual. Not fact, but like how you should be drinking water. Yeah. And even if someone doesn't drink, let's say one person drinks a half a bottle a day and they end up drinking, let's say a bottle and a half a day, to them that's a lot of water. But that's not nearly enough to how much you should be drinking. So I think it is extremely important for you to understand where you are right now and understand what you're, what you're consuming, like what you're putting inside your body, good or bad, and don't be afraid of it. One thing that I have found is whenever you're talking to people, it's – and I try to feel for them too, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's not kind of it's kind of embarrassing, I guess, for them to be vulnerable and talk about what they're putting inside their body because they see us, right? And they're like, "Dude, this chick is like, that's what I want. She has like this amazing physique, and she just has confidence, and she's beautiful, or this and that. And I want to be that. How am I supposed to come up to her and explain to her what I eat? She's probably gonna look bad at me, right? So, what would you tell people out there that are kind of suffering with that, like being scared to get a coach just to be vulnerable to explain how bad that they're living? Drop the ego. Vulnerability is not weakness. Mm-hmm. The only way vulnerability is just strength. I cry all the time. Absolutely, yeah, all the time, like all the time. I'm emotional. Yeah, and it's, but it's I fine. own it because yeah. that emotion turns into happiness. It turns mm-hmm. into passion, mm-hmm. as well as sadness and anger and hurt and things like that. Mm-hmm. So drop the ego. And ask questions. And if someone makes you feel bad or stupid or dumb for asking a question, that's not your tribe. They probably have some sort of insecurity within themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Stay that kind person that you are. Trust me, I know it's hard. If someone's honking at you on the highway, like the first thing you want to do is like look someone off, right? Yeah. Maybe yeah. not with the danger <laughs> nowadays. But you get my point. So like I know it's a challenge. But that's why like health, verbal health. Not speaking negatively upon yourself or others, like that's why it's so expensive. You're constantly practicing things every day to be that healthy, happy person. If you guys think I'm perfect and like this all the time, I'm not mm-hmm. at all. I yeah. cry, I go crazy, I yell, I've been in some super toxic relationships. I have anger problems, I really do. You know, I grew up in some anger and trauma. So you're constantly working and relearning things because of what you've been surrounded by your entire life since you were yay high and you subconsciously remember things Mm -hmm. and that goes along with just simple lifestyle you know and you know a lot of people probably didn't know that about you until you just said it you know like people who just maybe just follow you (laughs) (laughs) um you know but people that you know look at you and they don't really know too much about you they wouldn't have known you know they just see like oh this must come easy for you you know you look fit and you eat right you drink a lot of water you do well you train when you need to you also train other people like this just must come easy for you and people tell me that all the time because i train myself i train you know a good amount of other people 
I do this podcast. I'm always here to inspire and help other people and be there for other people and give them the answers that they need to get to where they want to be at in the most simplified way. This is not complex. Action, what we were talking about the other day in the car, action is a hard part. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's why this is so difficult. It's because it's taking action into where you want to go with your body and health. It's not how much macros or calories or sets and reps you got to take or drop sets and this and that. When you got to do cardio, when's the best time to do cardio? Is hit going to be the only option for cardio? Should I have to always do the stairmaster at the end? Do I have to be in a gym? Like those are they're great questions, but at the end of the day, just move. And, and feed, like eat, fuel your body. And obviously, you know, sleep and recover and just be one-on-one with your health. But action is, is always going to be the hard part because you can say all these things. I'm going to start this year. I'm going to start next month. I'm going to start tomorrow. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and do it. And, you know, you need to do it because no one's going to do these things for you. It's I think that's just so difficult to – action is a hard one. That's the hardest one because even for us, like it's hard sometimes, like how you said like it's not like I wake up in the morning you know my first I wake up and I start training people at 5 o'clock in the morning and then I gotta train myself and then do all those other things as well same thing with you guys you guys have a family a company a business a job school you have all these things you're juggling and if you make an excuse for yourself then you're basically just creating that as a reality like you're making that excuse your reality and the only option is to quit or to fail because there's always gonna be something always Oh, it's going to be something. She's traveling right now. I can't stand justifications. That's one thing I can't stand. Right. Why? Because it's just like an excuse. Because everyone is an individual person. And I'm going to back this up a little bit. Okay, so like when someone asks me those Mm. basic questions that are really good, it doesn't mean that they're bad. Mm -hmm. Just because I don't answer it in that moment. I will, instead of answering the question, I'll send a link to that same question to my YouTube channel because the answer doesn't change. The answer changes per person. The general answer of, you know, what I would recommend for a minimum days to work out is the general answer. But how many days are, are you are you willing to work out? Mm-hmm. What are your goals and how can we set those to make sure that you get to where you want to be? So the answer changes per individual based on their circumstances. Yep. Same thing with Things that happen in life or things that hurt people. Like you have people that call people, oh, they're sensitive. Like, so what if they're sensitive? Like, that's their truth. And maybe some of it's an insecurity, but maybe it's not. So it's just, I just think justifications are a way of validating what you're doing and invalidating what someone is saying to you. Because at the end of the day, everyone has their own truth. Mm -hmm. So just own that. Simply as something of being in a relationship. Like... And most of the time girls get hurt at like mm. what guys say like, right very stupid yeah. and they're like oh but and the guys are trying to say well i didn't mean it this way right even though well i didn't mean this way is a justification but that truth to that girl like like unfortunately what you said hurt her it may have been something really small and simple so how hard is it to be vulnerable mm-hmm. step down be yeah. empathetic and be you know apologetic towards that person because you hurt them and right. it's not going to make you like a bad person or and people feel like they're constantly getting attacked like yeah. i just think there's so much ego in everything right and it affects our choices and it, and it literally dictates our limits on what we do and how far we get especially when it comes down to yourself if we if you have to think so hard about like hmm like i don't know if i can hold on to this diet because it, it's just not like you know, I, I know I can't eat right. Like, I haven't been eating right for 20 years or 25 years or whatever. Like, I can't do this. Um, and you keep making these little small things towards yourself, then you're not doing anything for yourself. 
Like you're you're and then once you are your biggest like enemy towards yourself, then like what are you doing? You need to be action and especially whenever you are if you want something really bad, like a relationship, a goal, or whatever it is that you want, and you're putting everything you have into something and you're kind of like taking away ego and you're trying there you're there to learn. Like you're there to understand that failures are gonna be present. And things are going to happen that you have no control over. But one thing that you always have control over is how you kind of think about this situation and the next step that you're going to take. Because it's either going to be a good one or a bad one. And either one of them is going to take you somewhere. And even if that's the path that you chose and you choose, then you're still going to have more successes and more failures in that route as well. So if you're always trying to be the best or trying to figure out like the – like the most ideal thing to do or the most ideal this and that to do, you know, just being true to yourself. I feel like that is like looking in the mirror and saying like, dude, I've been fucking up for the past 10 years. Like that has helped me before. I've looked in the mirror. That's how I started doing what I wanted to do because I I joined the army and I, I looked in the mirror whenever I was out of basic, out of all that stuff. And I hated who I saw and just because not like physically well physically as well too but i just hated who i was like who i was in that moment and i felt like i pitied myself and i was like people should feel bad for me and this and that and at that moment i was like you know what now i'm done and i want to make a different change and you can be that change for yourself you know because you can have the best coach in the world but if you're not willing to love yourself and accept things and do the things you need to do then Nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And even if it does happen, because you're on the best plan in the world and you have the fin- most phenomenal coach, are you going to be fulfilled? Like, are you going to be happy? And so in your opinion, what's better, emotional or physical um, like gratification? Would you rather be emotionally extremely happy with how you look, even if how you look wasn't like, like – extremely fit you look like you did work out you look like you took care of yourself right but emotionally you're just happy with who you are and then the other side is extremely physically fit and like you are the idol of all women who want to look just like you but you're miserable what would you rather have oh see i want to talk about so much more this is why we get off topic (laughs) so (laughs) because i think of emotional physical and spiritual health and i was just like okay obviously when i first think about that i'd rather be emotionally healthy yeah because i think like those lifetime movies are real so i just don't like it when you know heavier people shame skinnier people for being skinny and skinnier people shame heavier people for being heavier right so at the end of the day when that person is looking in the mirror they see like that 90 pound anorexic girl really sees a 300 pound woman in the mirror Mm -hmm. or like that dude you know who's 300 pounds like or vice versa i don't know i'm getting off no that that was good because it is the same yeah or the you know dude who's heavy and wants to you know lose his weight he sees someone even heavier and like you just have this Mm -hmm. doubt right Mm -hmm. so that that i think falls in the emotional health because obviously if you what you see it looks good Mm -hmm. then you're gonna feel happy but I also think what we've been through and our trauma dictates right. a lot of confidence, which affects what we see mentally, like that spiritual connection our soul has with our brain or mm. mind and mindset. Like we're our own worst enemy, but mm. we're also our biggest hero. Yeah. And, you know, we save ourselves, but we also will completely destroy ourselves at the same time. So 
I think spiritual health is the biggest thing because that's really diving deep and like forgiving the trauma and like really reconnecting with who you are and accepting all those things that you've fucked up over the past years. Excuse yeah. my language. Yeah, no, absolutely. 100%. And then in turn, your emotions will be happy. Mm-hmm. And in turn, you can be physically happy because you'll have the confidence and happiness to want to eat healthy. A lot of people that don't want to eat healthy, they're probably depressed too, to be honest, with maybe other things. And they just emotionally eat. Yeah, absolutely. Now that we've jumped into that, <laughs> let's go back to what you said earlier on how you said you're talking about lifestyle. And you said now we can talk about um, what you, why you like this lifestyle, like the lifestyle that you live right now, like being healthy, being fit. And obviously I feel like, and I can give you mine on reason why I do. And I think over, because your journey also changes and your perspective on life changes. And you're, you know how like you're a little kid and your parents like, one day you understand. You know, I hate that. I used to hate that shit. As a teenager, dude, don't tell me what I'm going to understand. Like, I'm going to understand it now because I do understand it now, right. you know? But then what happens is that that person is just aged in time longer and they've experienced different things and they've allowed their body and their mind to have different perspectives. And I think that is what it is. So my journey has changed throughout when I started. It first started with solely physical. I wanted to get bigger, get stronger for people's acceptance, especially on the field or the court because I did it for sports reasons. And I also did it for like just regular, you know, me and who I was. But whenever that started, then it started to progress when I went into the military to how can I be the best version of myself? But at that point in time, I was already, you know, like mentally probably in the worst time of my life whenever I was going in. And then when I got stationed, I met my people I was going to be with. And I looked in the mirror and I told myself that I then made a decision to be the best person and version of myself in any sort of room that I was ever in. No matter if that person like overranked me or if they were better than me or whatever it is, I'm going to be my best self in any room that I go in. So training then turned into something that saved my life and saved me mentally and was a only avenue of personal growth, mental growth, physical growth, spiritual growth that I could find in one sitting. And that is what amplified me into doing this because then it wasn't like I want to train to have big biceps or train to have a big chest or train to see striations or just train to see like to be confident on the beach whenever I go out like to the beach on vacation or whatnot like how small is it to have to think about hey I want other people to look at me and be like damn that's what I want like I want it to be like I want people to understand that they're going to be safe with me that they can rely on me because I will always be my best self yeah that's what lifestyle changed for me and that's how my mentality changed for this it wasn't just simple okay i'm gonna go to the gym i'm doing chest and tries today i'm gonna do 12 reps of this four sets drop set here like that's that like no i challenge myself because one day life's gonna challenge me to the ultimate and that might be what's whatever it is and because i can get through this then i can get through that and that's how my perspective on this and lifestyle and just training overall and being healthy changed throughout my lifetime so again, so so people can so you can people can trust you. That's what you said. Basically, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's like because I think about it all the time. I try to like because you know how people are always like, hey, explain what you do in like just one sentence. Have, has anybody ever told you that? Like a coach mm-hmm. or something? Like it's so hard. Yeah, I know. Oh, like what do you love? It's like how? Do, yeah, how do I do that? Like, there's so many things. What? But 
on on yourself though like, can i get a paragraph at least can i be a run on can i be a run <laughs> but you know whenever it comes down to you i always i've always tried to simplify why i do this so when someone asks me why do you train i want to be like well so you can trust me see that's powerful because it's like okay well then what do you mean if i can trust you like i don't know who you are yeah but let's say right now you collapse or something happens and you get shot in the leg for whatever reason right now i gotta i gotta carry you i gotta run with you down to the car take you to the hospital and i can do that military mentality yeah Yeah, but and then that comes to anything though like if anything were to happen yesterday that opened my mind too i liked it what when you were like um because i was saying i would not want to be yelled at oh yeah and then he put it in that perspective of like, well, those drill sergeants lost best friends. So they're trying to make sure that you take this serious. And mm-hmm. I, I never thought of it that way. Right. I guess because movies also put it at like <laughs> shame it, or shaming. What is the thing where like fraternities like oh, do the mean thing to the um, What is that called? Oh my gosh. That's called uh, hazing. Hazing. Oh God. You I've been almost, out of college way too long. You almost got me in one of those things where I, you know, you're trying to figure out that word. You almost got me there and I hate being in that. Like whenever, you know what I'm talking about? I didn't mean to. I was genuinely didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And I was like, God, hazing. no, she did that's it to me. Good. Yeah, hazing. But I think that's also why we're so passionate about what we do. Because I hate bullies. No, I mean like for like training and fitness and lifestyle. But bullies too. Because like people I out there who bully. I consider some influencing bullies. Yeah. They're lying and they're not honest with everything. Okay, that's not, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, I and see, see how she shit. changed? Like even her voice. I that. get so protective. I'm like, <laughs> teach them the right way. <laughs> Love them, like, and that's exactly what I'm talking about too. Like, you you see a different side of this just because you have seen the importance of health in 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 many different ways, and you've seen how this has changed you and helped you in your worst times. Yeah, you know? I just see you guys coming to me and wanting things, and like, you know, he gave you a little brief story, and you know, I can give you a little brief one, but for the most part, like. I did, I started bodybuilding, same thing, like, I wanted everything physically, but for credibility, you know, going into personal training, because I was just a personal trainer at first, I mm-hmm. wasn't really into the mindset of things, but that's because of how my journey went. I got, you know, I did that show, I did, you know, two shows, and I, I looked the best that I thought I would look. Obviously, I was going to keep growing and getting better. I was miserable along the way there. I was eating maybe 60 grams of carbs at the most a day. Um, yeah, now I eat like 300, 400. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm, I'm high up I there. I look way better too. <laughs> Crazy. Um, but I ended up achieving this goal. And honestly, like now that I look back, like I look better now and I feel better now about mm. how I live. But after that show, like I, w- I got a binge eating disorder and I lost everything that I had physically. But whether I was still that lean or, you know, I gained 30 plus pounds after that show, like, I was not happy as both people. So it didn't matter if I had abs or did it, right? And, you know, I may not have gotten super obese, but I was, mm. I gained, I put on some body fat after a competition and my hormones went out the A wall. It was, I was so depressed and I was just binging and I didn't know what to do except for going right back to that low carb diet that I was on, right. you know? So at that I didn't point, fruit. Three, yeah, like, yeah. and then I was, and food physically affects my hormones and mm-hmm. it does it for you guys too. If you don't know or believe that, you know, you got to go through it to understand. And that's what I was telling him. I was mm-hmm. like, it's easy for me to think about good food. Cause I really feel better when I eat good food. Do what I do. I love eating donuts. Do I feel bad after that cheese dip yesterday? I physically feel bad. Yes. Not mentally though. So, you know, I was there at the physical goal and like, I was freaking miserable. And like, yeah. I didn't really have any friends. And 
I, you know, none of my friends do what did what I did. I, I didn't. So no to, one understands, you know. Yeah, like I missed my brother's twenty first birthday because mm-hmm. I didn't want to go to a bar and dinner. And me and him have obviously talked since then. And hash like he's one of my best friends, but that's messed up. Like I should not have done that. So. That's why I decided to start competing again because I told you I never thought I would do a show right. again on that last podcast. But then you changed. And then right. I changed. Into a different, a different category. federation right. because the vibe just didn't feel the same for me. And I purposely put myself in situations that I was in for the other preps. And I went to bars. I went to – I've actually saw my family more in my prep when I couldn't eat bad food than I have since after See? my show when I can eat bad food. Um, That's how you transform, dude. Yeah. That's like, change. The physical crap doesn't matter. Does it feel good to look good? Hell yeah. But like you can look good and still feel bad. Yes. And you see it talking about social media. You see that all the time. Yeah. You can like, tell when something's authentic or inauthentic on Instagram. If you don't know, send it to one of us and we'll validate you. <laughs> send it to Just one of us. Just DM it to one of us and we'll validate you. Um, you know, the world has obviously evolved just like how we evolved, how food has evolved, technology has evolved. So much stuff has evolved. And you can look at it as good or bad, right? Everything has good or bad. So, like, I've, I've come lately to, like, not like that saying, like, good or bad. Because everything is good or bad, yo. Like, yeah. And like even healthy food can be bad if you right. have too much of exactly. it. Exactly. Right? So sometimes bad or good is bad. Good is bad. Bad is good. Ah. <laughs> but. It's kind of cool, though. It is. It is. It's all perspective, yo. I'm telling you. So whenever you look at social media and stuff, it has grown into these incredible things but like how nikki said earlier you need to find what it is for you like yes you might have to do cardio four times a week for you to get your goal and the time that you wanted at but how is your lifestyle like like how can you do this can you do four times and if you do are you gonna have to jeopardize sleep like, are you going to have to take away from sleep? Because I don't want that either. I want you to be good and aware, focused, even for your work and for your whole life. But what can you do? Okay, I can only do two. Okay, then that's fine. We're going to have to work with that and maybe dial in more on your food because that's something that you can control and that you can do more of. So what is your lifestyle like? How can you make these goals sustainable? How can you make progress sustainable? How can you create these amazing results and hold them forever and learn how to do it and how to consistently be aware of what you're doing. Yes, you might have to measure your food now, but then later on you're going to know what 30 grams looks like, how 40 grams looks like. Not even if you don't understand how it looks like, you understand how it feels like. You know, So like these are things that are very important to go through as well. But whenever you see stuff out there from these you know, crazy people or whatever doing this insane stuff and you see that they have a big chest and they're doing freaking Superman – backflip push-ups you don't have to do those things and i feel like that even not even consciously but on a subconscious level you're seeing these things and you think that that's how you're supposed to look and that's how you're supposed to be like and that's what you got to do in order to get there when it's not really like that back in the day way back in the day we didn't even have weights or anything they were they were out killing and doing things to get their food you know and they were out they had no technology, none of this, none of that. And they, you know, didn't have as many health conditions or health diseases. Like, we, I don't even know if they even knew what obesity was. Tarzan looked good. He did. He had great hair, too. <laughs> he did. No shampoo. I don't, I use dry shampoo. So you never use shampoo, huh? <laughs> like, once a week. Oh, man. But uh, that, that's what I'm saying. So, like, you know, always look for what works for you. You don't have to always... And you'll, like how Nikki said too, like you'll always see 
what's authentic and you'll feel what is different and what is truthful and raw to that person. And you'll know what science is and you'll know what truth is because it's just going to feel it. Like we all have these amazing things that we can feel from, right? Trust your intuition. Right, right. If someone's making you do some crazy stuff because you want some nice legs and this person's having you do some freaking like like crazy stuff that bodybuilders do, but you're just trying to be a healthy mom, do you really have to do those things? And if that is making you feel like crap, then why even bother doing it? Why exactly. Why are you doing it? You know? And I know you're very passionate about this. Yes. So what is um what's <laughs> what's your point of view on on all that? <laughs> I'm just gonna turn my mic off right now. <laughs> you can go ahead. Well, let me start. Um, no, it's just like it's kind of starting where you ended with. If you already feel, I don't want to say skeptical because, like, obviously, like any sort of thing that you're wanting that's more than what you have, you're gonna have to put in work for it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you already feel, if you feel skeptical at the fact that you're gonna have to, you know, measure your food. You need to realize that you're not, you don't really want what you want. You're wanting it because of an aesthetic look mm-hmm. or like, what, what is your why? Cause if you right. can't measure your food, like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't really know what to tell you. Cause you're going to have to, this is how right. you learn about it. And backing up a little bit. If you don't want to measure your food, yes, we can start portioning, but to an extent after a month, two months, three months, when you start getting more fit and you're like, why am I plateauing? Now you got to start measuring your food. Like you're going to have to get better, the better that you get. And if you don't feel good in the beginning at what you're doing, why would you continue to do it? And then we don't continue to do it. Right. But then we think that's the only thing that can be done. And mm-hmm. then we don't do anything. Right. So figuring out like what works circle. for you. Like mm-hmm. quit just thinking like that's it and all be all. Mm-hmm. So that's a really short what I think on that. <laughs> I'm impressed with how short I just made that. We just talked about how you can say one thing in one sentence. You basically just did it right now. Three run-ons. <laughs> Three run-ons. <laughs> you know and I like what you said about the whole food thing because uh, I had someone tell me that they want me to help them with their food, but they're not willing to track. They're not willing to like, because they don't want to be a slave to the scale or something like, not the scale, scale where you weigh yourself, but the scale to where you weigh your food. And like, I don't want to, I don't want to lug around, you know, cartons of like chicken, rice and this and that. And like a little Gladware thing. I want to be able to eat my food. I just want to know what's healthy. And it's like, okay, well, I like to relate things to cars just because it's very simple like that to me. But it's like if you you gauge your travel and how far you're going to go by how much gas you got in your tank. Imagine that that gauge was gone. How are you going to know if you're on E, if you're on half, if you're on full? Like, Do you know that you can make it to your next destination if you can't even see the gauge? Like, Do you know how far it's going to be? That's why we have measurements in life everywhere. Like, That's why... People make beds a specific way and a room a specific way because they all measure this. So you're going to have to know what food is what, what 90 grams of this looks like compared to what 30 grams looks like. You got to know what a protein, carbon, and fat is. Like these are basic things that you need to learn and keep forever. This is why it's so frustrating for me why they don't teach this stuff in school in a more in-depth level. Like nutrition is such a huge thing. Huge, and I'm sorry, like no respect to dietitian or nutritionists, but they can teach you how to eat healthy. To actually transform your body is a totally different process. So most of you guys, mm-hmm. 
sadly come to me and you guys are already eating you're trying to eat healthy you know some of y'all are coming to me fasting and not really knowing how to fast fully but most of y'all come to me and you're like you know i'm eating healthy i just don't know what you know you might be eating three meals a day you might be eating four or five some of y'all are doing i'm trying to eat every few hours some of y'all aren't but the foods you are actually telling me you're eating are healthy like they're not unhealthy so you're right Right. but it's how to eat for Mm -hmm. your body it's Mm -hmm. not just what to eat it's how to eat it Mm -hmm. exactly there's like like how we're going back to like the bad and good like if you are eating solely good foods and even if you just even simplify it to the basics if i were to put a burger right here and a salad I wish. you're going to and i ask you what one which one is healthier you're gonna be like oh well the salad is green it has to be right but the salad has 500 calories and the burger has 350 so now which one's healthier Right, and you can think, okay, well, the calories are higher in the salad, so it has to be the burger. But it's like there's no like what. This is fun. Keep going. Oh, okay, <laughs> I thought you were gonna do no, something. I'm about to do input. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Okay, well, hold it. Okay, so um, then I tell you the calories, right? And then now you think, okay, well, then the burger has to be. And now you're like, no, now I don't know what is what, right? Either one can be, and they're, either one's gonna give you some sort of value, okay? If you want weight loss, then obviously the burger is gonna be your answer, and you can even enjoy it because you want that burger, right? But it's low in calories, and that's gonna meet your number. The salad is gonna have a lot of different vitamins and minerals that the burger is not gonna have because obviously it's lettuce, you got tomatoes in there, cucumbers, whatever else is in the salad, and it's gonna give you nourishment, but yes, it's high in calories, so it might not be good in your meal plan or in your day right now because it's going to put you in a surplus, and you don't want that right now, right? You want to stay in a deficit. So that's how you can still eat things that you enjoy and still hit your goals, but that's just how eating healthy is like you need to understand more the base, more of the foundation of nutrition. Know exactly what you're eating because both are healthy. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I'm going to eat both. <laughs> so, obviously, when you're going out to eat, you don't know what's in the food. So, yes, I'm that annoying person. I don't really care. You know, no butter, no oil. And honestly, I still think they cook with it sometimes because sometimes it still tastes really good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but when you're in control of your food, mm-hmm. a burger and a salad is a good meal you could have. So, here's what I would say is knowing, you know, how to eat the foods that you're eating, Mm -hmm. knowing what exactly a carb is, because I still get people tell me that peanut butter is a carb, knowing what exactly a fat is. People think um, people think eggs are a protein. Eggs are a fat. I will take that to my grave with me. You want to know why? (laughs) Because it's zero carbs. It's five grams of protein and it's five grams of fat. If you're needing to just get a protein source and you're like at the end of the day and you're like, crap, I need more protein, you don't want to go to the egg because it's going to give you fat as well. So that's kind of something I was saying, um, not only today on the live, but Mm -hmm. on my grocery trip live before that was most foods have a blend of all three. So it's it's nice to know what is giving you just carbs, what Mm -hmm. is giving you just protein, what is Mm -hmm. giving you. So I usually do a mixture of eggs and egg whites. Mm -hmm. But if you look at that meal, burger and salad, and I really wish it was right here right now. There's a beef or, or turkey or chicken burger or whatever, or beyond meat, okay? Yep, yep. That is the patty. Then you have your buns. Most of the time, the stuff on the burger is not horrible unless we start going into the cowboy burgers or things like that. Oh, gosh. Those are amazing. Those are next That's what level. I got at the airport. <laughs> Salad. So you, you can only have so many carbs, so many fats, so many protein. Okay, so much protein, right? Mm-hmm. 
So you don't really need any protein on the salad because you have your protein in your burger. You probably don't really want to do the croutons in the salad. Or if you can have an, more carbs in your meal, maybe you can have the croutons and the bun because you're getting carbs in your bun. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the toppings and stuff that you throw on the salads, right? Like all the almonds and pecans and cranberries are amazing to put on there, but that's giving you sugar, carbs, fats, which are good, but it's going to add up. So you should be able to eat that whole meal for your weight loss. And then people think a burger, let's say a burger or a burrito bowl. I think most people would say a burrito bowl is healthier because most people think bread's have, bad, right. right? That's the same mm. thing. They're the same number of protein, same number of... So eating yep. healthy can be whatever the hell you make it because a burrito bowl and a burrito are the same thing. Mm. Instead of rice in the bowl, take out the rice and add the wrap and that should equal the carbs that you just used for the rice. Right. So I help my clients meal plan to where they're if they're having cravings, like you can have spaghetti. You can yeah. have, I eat bread. I don't yeah. know why people don't so eat do bread. It's the types of ingredients in those foods. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. going to eat both. That's good. Actually, a burger and a salad would be actually really good. Fries. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's, it's under, <laughs> understanding your macros is, is always important, you know, and it kind of just piggybacking off the egg for sure. You know, five grams of fat, five grams of protein. You know, like I said earlier on the live, for the one gram of protein, you got four calories. For the one gram of fat, you have nine. So either way, fats are going to win. Like fats are going to be your higher calorie. So like is that food going to be the best for you? Maybe you want to go to your egg white. You know, maybe that's something that you want to do. If you just want a high source of protein, just lean protein, then that's what it is. Everything's broken down to those three things. Like that burger, the 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 bun is the carb, you know, your meat is your, um, is your protein. And then the veggies, you know, you can also throw it into the carbs as well. And then, you know, whatever they cook it with, if it's oil, whatever it is, and that is your fat. So like, or if they put avocados or whatever, then that's your fat or an egg, egg on a burger is amazing. I love that. It's so good. Fried egg, fried egg. Yeah. And that's, and that's your fat, you know? So you can look at it just like that. And that's a full meal. You know, there's nothing wrong with, we all do it. Like, that's why you see, these insane competitors, they still eat these things. And you might be thinking like, dude, how can they do that? And it's just all understanding what it is. Yeah. It's all understanding. And they all obviously have coaches getting a coach to understand these things just as much. And this is where I guess we can go next. Cause I am, this is the one I want to talk about for a while, but we as coaches, I guess, fitness trainers or personal trainers, if you want to call it that, I think we're a lot higher than that. Um, especially the ones that understand it are passionate and have done this for a while, um, and actually take someone else's health just as important as their own because, you know, your health is very important too. But, um, you know, we, you would trust a physical therapist, okay? You would trust a doctor, obviously, because they have a degree and they have this nice fancy coat, right? So if that doctor says, take this, it's going to lower your blood pressure, okay? It's going to lower your cholesterol, and then we're going to give you some insulin because obviously your insulin is bad right now and your body fat is well above 35%. So I recommend that you just start moving a little bit more. And that's it, right? Okay, cool. So I take these pills. I can still eat pizza. Awesome. So you're going to continue to do that. Us as coaches see you. We can't prescribe you crap like that, right? Because obviously we're not on a clinical level. So we can't give you these immaculate things, okay, whatever. But we understand how to drop body fat we understand how to build muscle we understand how to take your body and your health and give it the best type of service we possibly can in order to add years and awareness to the rest of your life longevity sustainability like those are big things but 
The only thing that's different with us is that we need time. Physical therapists, doctors, they might not need as much time because they can just prescribe this and that. Or you were told from your doctor after surgery to go see this physical therapist to give you strength or to give you the okay for you to go out there and walk after your knee surgery. But what happens after that? What happened What happened with your you being in a cast and your quad hamstring glute on that leg atrophied? Then who's going to help you there? Right? Us. And that's what we do. You know, we're here to always do those things. So I feel like a lot of a lot of people, and I think because also too the, the training industry is just so saturated. There's so many people out there that That's are very saturated. Yeah, someone was born with six pack abs, and they want to push out ten dollars six pack ab programs, and they say <laughs> hey, you guys can get it, and you haven't had six pack abs out all your whole life. Like, how is that going to work? It's not, it doesn't work. Bless, like I have, so, I have a lot of bodybuilder friends, but like the ones that do one or two competitions, and they're like, okay, I can train people, and they give you what they went through. Like, no. Because you're not going to go on stage. That's not what you want. You know, it's different for you. But, you know, just always follow your gut, like we said earlier too. But always just, you know, take your health on a different on a different path, on a different level. And if you can trust these other people that are in a clinical level, on a medical level, or whatever you want to call it, and you can trust them fully, like there's so much more to understanding movement nutrition sleep all that stuff that us as coaches have to provide you longevity and understanding that you know and i know this because i've had people get injured okay not with me but like they're injured and they come to me because they want to gain strength in whatever injury it is and i always ask people hey you know do you have any injuries or any replacements or anything that harms you now any health issues that i need to know of and, you know, oh, I had a replacement here. I had a replacement over here. I helped a guy one time that had two shoulder replacements and two knee replacements. So oh. two crazy joints, right, that I had a workaround of. I can't put them on a leg press. I can't put them on a freaking shoulder press. I can't put them on anything, really, you know. <laughs> and so, but I helped him put his hands above his head, which he wanted to do for a long time. Oh. And, he, and he finally did. So, like, that is the power of you just getting out there and believing in a coach and a trainer to help you with your you know, physical activity, your movement, your muscle growth, fat loss. You know, we go all the way down to just understanding movement, connecting your mind to your body, body to mind, and then obviously with your nutrition as well. You know, because it's not just eating always to be that model on the magazine. Like, there's also eating to be healthy. There's also eating to be an endurance athlete. There's also eating to be a football player. There's also eating to gain muscle. There's also eating to lose this and lose that. There's also eating just for simple inflammation. Like, there's so... Eating for gut health. Yes. Like, there's all this stuff. And we... You've been through nutrition courses? Mm Mm-hmm. You can change your hormones with nutrition. But we can't provide that because we're not clinically given the power to do so but why is it that we help people lose weight and they stop taking the medications that a medical professional provided them with i literally have a diabetic right now who's weaning off his his way off medication and his a1c levels are in normal range so he's not even considered diabetic anymore boom no if i could give you guys this perspective think about this because i even feel like i have most of my most of my best closest girlfriends honestly are not anything in fitness. One's a photographer and like they're not like the healthiest either. Um, to be honest, like I I like to spread out. We were talking about there yesterday, yeah. spreading out our like life and lifestyle. Right. Um. So like I'll talk with them about just life stuff that I don't necessarily talk about on Instagram. You know, 
I don't know, maybe I talk about everything on freaking Instagram. But <laughs> you know when you go to the doctor and you fill out the paperwork? Yeah. Most people joke around and they're like, this is so annoying. The doctor doesn't even look at this, right? Mm. Or you're going to talk to them about it anyway. Think about it this way. Here's, and I'm not downing doctors. I just left Me an neither. orthopedic this past week and I have to get an MRI next week. There is a point where you need an MD, right? Mm-hmm. But there's preventative medicine, which works just as good as that and it keeps you from getting there, right? Mm-hmm. So you have a doctor who has a whole folder on you that you see and you don't see any notes in there. You make fun of the fact that you know damn well they don't look at the paperwork, whatever the case is. But then you have an, a health coach or physical trainer, whatever you, you know, um, what else did I call? I don't, there was something else I had said, not a trainer. It was like a really good title. It's what I used oh, to label myself. A health coach, right? Or, or holistic? Or It was before health coach. Preventative like, training? No, I don't know. But just like a coach, Damn period. Yeah. Damn it. But, and It'll then you have this person who's actually keeping track and progress and taking notes and actually experimenting things with you and not, if you have someone give you an answer, that, red flag, like that real <laughs> red flag, red flag, because no, there's no answer for anything. So if you can really think yeah. about the relationship that you have with these two people, that we need time, the mm-hmm. time that it takes, that doctor doesn't even remember the last time they saw you. They just know the next time you made an appointment. Mm-hmm. So if you can think about the care that people who really know what they're doing and put their heart and mind and body and soul into this and go out of their way to research to see why you're still staying bloated but you're eating food because sometimes you can bloat off healthy food, why mm-hmm. would you not have that trust with someone who's really doing this journey with you along the way? Because that doctor don't know your body just as much right. as we don't. Right. We're all learning it, but mm-hmm. they can give you something that'll answer it right then and there. Rather than Drugs. keeping track with someone along the way and learning the true answer, right. because we're gonna find out together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that, and that's the fun part, and that's why we fuel you. You fuel us, because it's just as much of a satisfaction for us. And a lot of coaches who listen to you know, I'm pretty sure everybody knows this exact feeling. But whenever we give the satisfaction to someone else that they have never felt before. Or that they are finally feeling that they haven't felt since before five kids, before two kids, before their marriage, or when they were five or ten or whatever. You know, the gain of energy, confidence in their body, um, being able to wear something that they haven't worn for 10, 15 years. Like finally being happy and confident to walk in a room and, and be okay with it. Like be fine. You know, that, satisfi- that satisfaction is not just for them, but it, it builds us up. Like, it gives me that rush, dude. Like, I can't believe I just did that. I can't believe that I was able to give someone answers. And obviously, y'all do the work. I'm Like, I'm just here. I, I do my own work for myself, so I know how that feels like. But other than that, I don't know how you're feeling. I don't know how, you know, you go home and something's going on in your life that you don't want to talk about. Because obviously, it's not my business either. But if you are dealing with something... And you had to work through that to get to your goal. And all I did was provide you with the things that you needed. Like that is awesome. And that's something that you should be proud of too. If you have come from a long line of obese people, your mom, dad, their mom, dad, and everyone's overweight. No one takes care of themselves. No one puts their health first. And you are the only crazy person or person who is insane or person who is weird all because you want to take care of your health, but you did it imagine when you open up your mind this is how powerful it is imagine how you taking that step will drastically change the rest of your line that continues on going so you took five years of generations of people being overweight obese and dying at 35 or 40 of a heart attack or whatever it is 
and you decided to break that and now your kids and that line continues on going understanding health and understanding movement understanding how to prioritize their health and understanding how to be in a good strong healthy happy confident position with themselves and and their health and you did that so whenever you are in a position in time where you want to quit and you want to stop and you're like well no one cares why should i do this think about what's happening like literally think about what's happening with the actions that you're taking right now and you know i've told people that that i coach because a lot of people want to fail and we are also therapists i feel like majority of the time because it is very difficult for you to go inside of a gym and trust this person who seems like to know everything because they look fit and they've been doing this forever and they probably trained five times already today and it's hard for you to go in there (laughs) and do that right it's hard for you to be vulnerable so you have a lot of feelings and that's fine i've trained people who have cried in their session i've trained people who have cried for bad things and happy things i've had people message me like we're not even training and they message me hey like i'm not feeling well right now with what's happening I'm here at an event and I just feel like I just want to eat everything. You know, like that's the level of vulnerability. Like Nikki was saying too, is like you need to be in. Like that's very important for you to be as vulnerable as you can with yourself and the people that you trust so that you can get past these moments. But, you know, that's just how truthful it is that this journey is difficult for you because this journey is going to be yours. Like it's not mine. It's not hers. It's no one's but yours. And I think that's something that you need to take through with you throughout your journey because quitting is easy. Quitting is, quitting is not fun, but it's very simple. And it can make things easy in any, anything you're in. But can it? I think so. Physically? Absolutely. But emotionally, is it worth it? Oh, no. Not even because then months go by and then you're like, fuck. I should have I just stuck with it. That's the most expensive thing. Time. You can't get it back. Mm-mm. You know, I think it's hard for us to explain that to people too, because like, yes, we can. I can add years to your life, yo. Like, if you keep going down this this path, you're gonna become diabetic. And if you keep going down that, you're gonna lose your legs. And then then movement is gonna be a little bit more difficult then. And then even your emotional state is gonna be way difficult to come back from. So, like, why why go to that point? Like, right. and then we can take we can add time to you. You know, and obviously you have your life and your time is going to be your time and all, but preventative care. Or even like, I'll start Monday. That's just like two more days. Like you're wasting time of like, why not start something? Like, that's what I mean. It's like, it's a lifestyle. Dude, it is. It is. Because if your doctor was like, yo, take this today or else you're not going to live till Monday. What's going to happen? Right. You're going to take this right now. And you, and so you live till Monday. But if I was like, hey, you have a headache because you're dehydrated. Are you going to really take the time to drink a gallon of water for the whole weekend? You're like, I'll drink it later. Yeah. Drink it now. Right now. <laughs> right now. Well, I know what's so funny, too. I think, too, you're supposed to drink water even when you're not thirsty. I know. I don't, y'all, I don't like drinking water either. That's what's funny when you said that we have already prayed tra- five times a day. <laughs> I will not, unless you pay me, train more than once a day. Oh, God. I will never in my life do two a days again like that unless I have a point. I didn't do two a days in my prep. But I'm and like, well, there was like a few times where I didn't finish my workout. So I mm-hmm. had to go. I am yeah, honest yeah. with myself and I had to go back because I didn't have time. But hell no, I train once a day. Like it's it's time that's made us get to where we are. We didn't 
that whole mindset of training five times a day, that's the mindset that is a reflection that you're in right now. Mm-hmm. So like, and it's valid. It's valid. It's valid. It's valid. Same thing with the water. Like, I don't want to drink water all the time. And then I'm like, ah, damn it. When I don't have water on me, because yeah. I need to. But I mm-hmm. also, if you can really just start trying to connect with your body and be aware it's amazing what you feel when you feel the what the good does versus what the bad does. And that doesn't mean I don't want to drink. I love my wine and martinis. But I also don't like more than two or three because I don't like feeling the way I do the next day. That moment of being drunk is, like, not worth my whole day the next day anymore. And right. it's just a point I'm at in my life. Dude, I never understood time. I never understood time for the longest time because... Funny. I never understood time until the longest time. <laughs> Because, like, as a kid, you know, we're growing up, and everything is, is, um, and I've talked to, like, you know, I've talked to doctors who deliver babies and help the mother, obviously, that, you know, you go through a checkup you know, every so often or whatever, every two, or every, like, two weeks, I believe, um, and you every go. Every week at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that baby's growing, dude. One of my clients and his wife just had a baby. Oh, congrats. Uh, that's awesome. But uh, Congrats, Ron. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, whenever, you know, that's, that's going through the process. Um, I had someone on the show, I talked to her and I asked her, you know, what would be the perfect world, the most ideal thing for a woman to go through to be a hundred percent ready to have the baby, right. To be like, to get pregnant. And first of all, most people think that you need to take prenatals when you get pregnant. You need to, she's like in an ideal world, I need 12 months before they even decide to start having kids to get her in the most best health position possible for her body to be okay with building a new system inside of her own system. And, 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 and that was like an ideal world. In a perfect world, that's what she would provide. That's what she would want. And then she can go through the nine months. If they were bad, like you're vomiting the first four months, five months, that's okay still. Because what happened, you took 12 months of your time to get your body ready to be prepared for this nine-month battle that your body's about to go through. And that is where I learned the power of time, like truly the power of time because you don't know how much you have. Right. You don't know how much you have. You don't know how much you got. But with what you got, you got to do the best of it, yo. And I can't see myself throwing away my time for stuff like like a lot of processed carbohydrates, a lot of processed foods, fried foods on a regular basis regular every basis. day. Yeah. I can't I can't see myself doing that, you know? And then I try to always always think about you all too, people who live like that, you know? And it's that's what you were brought up into. And this is where growing up into, you know, who you are, like your childhood is very important. Yeah, because I grew up around ramen noodles and cosmic brownies. Cosmic brownies were my thing. I ate the sprinkles first and the brownie second. Dang, you did? Yeah, like I was not. That's a lot I, of work. I didn't always look like this. Like I was a skinnier fat. I carried it all in my midsection. I had long, skinny legs. Mm-hmm. I was cross country, but went to college for softball. But like I grew up around, we always had Captain Crunch. Like my mom worked a lot and she wasn't home that much to cook. When she did, it was amazing because she's Italian. Um, but mm, I, like yeah, that. I didn't get uh, TV dinners. Hungry man. Yeah, dude. Same. <laughs> oh my god! It's so you, long you, ago. <laughs> I know. See, it's crazy. Like the little kid ones and come the yeah. brownies too. I liked brownies, obviously. Dude, that was that was a long time ago. Damn. But yeah, that was a long. I used to put a slice of cheddar cheese in my ramen noodles and make mac and cheese. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I remember what I used to do. I used to put a hot dog in a tortilla, roll it up, and eat it. That sounds a, good. In a microwave, though. See, I can be just like that. <laughs> <laughs> I put some mustard on it. Oh, uh, but uh. 
but yeah, you know, it's like coming down to everything. Uh, it's simple, as simple as prioritizing who you are and prioritizing your health. And just this is not that difficult, you know. It's with social media and things nowadays. It's obviously hard to get not hard. It's easy to get distracted on what true is and what science is and just how simple this journey is other than the action and the stuff you're going to have to go through, right? Maybe even some sacrifices and struggles there for sure. But other than that, opening up your mind and perspective and knowing that this is not just a training program. Like I'm literally about to improve my body and my health overall. Like I'm about to sleep better. I'm about to live my life better. I'm about to love the people I love, my friends better. They're going to love me more because I'm more happier, more energized. I'm not that sluggish, sedentary, lethargic person. I'm more energetic. I'm able to go do these things and do this and do that. And my kids are not happier. And now you're impacting who knows how many lives all just because you decided to drink more water. And that pushed the domino to then improving your entire body and health. You know? And also, like, literally speaking how he's speaking, like, I know, and dude, trust me, the last thing I want to hear... I would consider myself either a realist or a pessimist, not an optimist with my personal life. I, I literally just expect the worst. It makes me feel better about myself. But <laughs> I do. like, But I own that. But I also do it positively, if that makes sense. That does make sense. Because, like, you got to figure out what works for you. Like, I'm, I'm personally not an optimist, but I can positively talk myself through a negative situation for the okay. most part. Got it. Um, I'm, again, I'm not perfect. I, go, mm. I have emotions that mm-hmm. get angry and sad. But like how he was just saying, I'm about to, this is an exciting journey. I'm about to get stronger. Like you can focus on what you are now and continue to say that you're weak or you can say you're strong. And if you hear us talking to you like that, and because like I was just saying, the last thing I want to hear sometimes when I'm going through something is a freaking Pinterest quote. But again, <laughs> when you look back and you realize everything you've overcame, like uh-huh. you have overcome a lot. You yeah. got to give yourself credit and you got to give yourself that positive self-talk because sometimes that all, that's all it takes for you to just take that step. And sometimes the step and the action give you the confidence and the belief behind it after the fact. Sometimes the confidence doesn't come first. No. Yeah, I have confidence is like, I don't even know what confidence is. Confidence is Me. well, not really confidence. <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. Me, <laughs> confidence is like a continuous battle in loving yourself. I feel like that's what confidence is. And we're, we're our worst enemies, so we can hate ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm confident. I feel pretty confident when I do a lot of things that I do. But then, if you amplify an environment that I feel confident in, as in talking to 200 people, and then amplify it to 10,000, then your confidence is something you're gonna have to fight against. You're going to have to, like, build up that confidence. turn into a turtle. Yeah, see? And, like, dude, you were just confident over here talking to them over there, but that was, like, 200 people, and now this is 10,000. And it's, like, same thing. You know, you were okay with drinking the water, but now you got to start taking the next step, which is then adding more vegetables and then sleeping a little bit more and then maybe waking up and doing a little bit of movement. And then that is when you broke because your confidence level wasn't high enough and your actions weren't high enough to build you up to that moment, right? So this is not always going to be like, you know, easy steps. It's always going to be challenges. And then that's how those are like the little pieces of wood that get put into the furnace. Like, okay, a little chip, boom, build more confidence, right? Mm-hmm. And like a little bit more, get that fire like nice and heavy so that whenever you ju- you jump into something that's even more immaculate that you never thought was possible, like a goal that you're going to, like I want to go do my first marathon and you're at that, because it happens all the time. People lose 120 pounds, 150 pounds, all because they want to go do a marathon and that be the biggest milestone in their entire life. Mm -hmm. But 
then I like to ask, you know, because they've had people on the show too that have lost over 120 pounds, 125 pounds. Freaking awesome. For, for those specific goals, right? For those specific things. And, you know, and it was that. And I like to ask, like, coming from who you are right now, this confidence level, do you think who you were back when you very first started would have ever thought that this would be you? If you could look in the future, if you could look in the mirror right now and there was some sort of magic mirror or magic pill or something where you can see who you're going to be in the next 25 years and that person was like dude no way there's no way i'm that person like would you believe it because somewhere along that line you believed in yourself somewhere to get to that point you know and i think i think when it comes down to time and everything like that i think it's very important to just just move forward especially in fitness and this is not like you have other things to worry about, dude. You have so many other things. You got family, dude. You got your career. You have the, you, everything. So make this a lifestyle to where you don't have to think about it. You just do it. Like how basically what we do now. I think that's what makes it easier for us because it's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's something that we've already been doing for so long already. Yeah. And that's what makes it easier. Yeah. I'm definitely still growing professionally. Well, physically, because I have goals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I personally want to grow my, you know, booty and hamstring just like every other girl out there let's do it ladies but um like i would say you know obviously fitnessly is not a word but in my we're making it a word today realm of my life i've i feel really good nutritional realm i feel really good um i work on my spiritual realm i still need to but i feel good about it the connection Mm. that i have with myself i i can lose it if i don't practice it you gotta self-practice it I would say I'm still working on my emotional and I'm still working on my professional part of my life, like my career, my brand, what I want to do with it, where I want to go, you know, because I've, I've changed a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I want to do this anymore, you know, mm-hmm. and it's okay. Yeah, it's all about changing, you know. If people right now are struggling with the value of health, what are three things that they can do to get them to gain a perspective on their own value of health? It's a broad question. Why is it a broad question? Ask it again. What are three things that you could tell someone right now who doesn't truly understand the value of their own health, but three actionable steps to help them gain that value of their own health? This could be like simple awareness of their health, maybe even how it impacts themselves, their future, other people. But how could you help someone get there? I would say first thing you need to do is Figure out how you feel. Okay, that's good. Not scary. In a current moment, how you feel right now. In every moment. How do you feel when you wake up? How do you feel when you are getting ready for work? Mm -hmm. Because your mind might change from when you wake up to getting ready because now you're like, oh, I got to get to work. How do you feel when you get to work? How do you feel when you're around people? How do you constantly pay attention to how you feel? Because you'll start understanding what's healthy for you. Mm-hmm. Like, it could be something as simple as people may not be healthy for your mental health. And that's mm-hmm. okay. That doesn't make them a bad person. That's good. That's real good. So one thing is how you feel. That is good, though. I like it. I wish I had a whiteboard. Even how you feel. I got you. I'm your whiteboard. <laughs> that's one. That's one great way. I love how you said that. Because it can even come down to your own family direct family stopping you from making a move yeah i'm not for blood being like you have no i'm sorry i'm not for blood being in your life Mm -hmm. it's horrible but and i'm not saying i have like the worst relationship with people in my family but if someone is mentally not good for you unfortunately if it's blood like that person is still a person so Mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter if they're in your bloodline that's not good boundaries 
can boundaries be a thing? That's a thing for me. If, if, yeah. If. Seeing how you feel and then setting boundaries. There you go. See? Come on. How you feel. Very I'm important. I'm trying to be broad for y'all too because again, it's not just about fitness. It's, no, it's about. Those boundaries will affect your workouts. Bam. What about boundaries? What could someone understand more about boundaries that could help them increase their value of health? First one, how they feel, and that's absolutely amazing. Annotate and analyze your day. We're also worried about worrying about other people, worrying about my test, worrying about this promotion, worrying about this person taking my job, worrying about this or whatever, this and that, this and that. Worrying about if my car is going to start, whatever it is you're worrying about. We're so that's worried about it. That's there you go. So why? Because if you don't set boundaries, then you're you're also constantly thinking about things outside of you, which moms, I feel you for sure. But still, for you to be your best mom and for your kid, you want your kids to see you at their happiest because when your kids see you and maybe you're going through stress or things like that, like it is so hard to be a mom, I'm sure. Like I'm not a mom personally, but you want to be, you know, that person and that hero for that child because I personally don't want my child growing up in the trauma that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. So I totally understand but also setting boundaries, they'll see that as well, and they'll be able to set boundaries for themselves. Something as simple as saying no. So allowing yourself to think and feel about mm-hmm. yourself first, and then setting boundaries, you know, in prior in a prior prioritizing way. Right. Right. Absolutely. Because when you focus on how you feel, let's say people are the ones that are the ones holding you back, perhaps, then you create that boundary. Look. Even as simple as your mom could be your person that is toxic for you, that's holding you back from your goals. And this happened millions of times. But if that is that, then you create that boundary. Okay, look, this is how I'm going to be able to be okay with what you're doing or and be okay. boundaries are scary too. Right. How you feel is how you, is scary. Boundaries are scary because you can lose people. The best scenario too is your comfort zone. You've created a boundary somewhere. If you expand your boundary, that is scary because you've expanded your comfort zone. But by doing that, you expand this, you learn more, you learn lessons, you fail here, you succeed here, and then you're going to open up your, your mind. Anything that opens up your perspective and your mindset is going to improve value of health, I feel like, always. How you feel, boundaries. What's the third one? Ugh. Third strike, come on. What would be a good third one? How you feel. How you feel. Boundaries. I got one. I think, and I said it before, and I said it a lot today already, I think the third one would be action. I think that's... That has to be. That makes sense. How can you, you know what I'm saying? How can you gain, you can't gain value of health without taking action. It's like wanting to become something, like going to school for something, but then not showing up to school. Boom. Not showing up to class. Or after you figure out how you feel, what do you do with it? Because that's when you can make the choice to not feel that way anymore. Right, exactly. See? After you set that boundary, then what are you going to do? Because now you have so much more room to grow. Boom! There it is. We just fed off each other so well. <laughs> Told you. So that is that is the three things that you can use right now to improve your value of health. So how you feel. So, so important to focus on and annotate just everything. Even down to the simple as when I drank water... How did it make me feel? Did my headaches go away? Because of my headaches going away, was I now finally able to, because pain sucks, right? Pain makes it so you're not all there. You Ugh, put your mind somewhere so else. so annoying. It makes me mad. Right. And so it <laughs> makes you frustrated. So now you're angry and people, you can lash out faster if that's the kind of person you are. Other yeah. people are sad. Other people are still whatever. 
Um, but if that is what is bugging you, right, that headache caused you to not be there. Maybe you're not able to like watch movies with your husband or your wife because you have a headache. So like that is taking you away from that. But then you drink water. Now the headache's gone. Now you're able to ex- have fun and live in these moments, right? So now that you that's you analyzing. Oh, dude, I drink water. It improved me here, and now I'm experiencing life here. Okay. So then, then you also have the other side too, where you're having to expand your comfort zone. I want to do. I'm doing cardio here in my park. You know, I'm going for a walk, but now I want to go into a gym or I want to go into something here. I want to go compete over here. Then you're going to create a bigger boundary, which is by expanding your comfort zone, which then is not going to be able to be accomplished if you do not take action. Correct. And that's as simple as it is. It's so much harder to sit on a piece of information and not do anything about it than it is to – I'd rather not know. Right. Very true. Like rather not, then you start getting down on yourself and you're like, you know you should do something, but you're not. Oh my gosh. That's hard too. Like, you know, like for me, I'm a huge procrastinator. That's like my huge flaw, dude. That's my biggest flaw. I procrastinate a lot. And that makes my life hard in those That's moments. So, so I procrastinate a lot. Like I could have done everything I needed to do before you got here, <laughs> but I didn't. Because I procrastinate, and that's like a flaw of mine. And I, I've analyzed it, and I've understood that's what I do. Um, and I cannot create boundaries for that because <laughs> I just it doesn't sound like you're taking action. Yet. I just suck at it. But uh, I have, um, what's that word? When I have said that I am a procrastinator. See, it makes you feel good. So he's at the stage of acceptance. Yep, I'm past that shit. Now it's just <laughs> I am not punctual. You're not? Oh, hell no. I see you being extremely punctual for some reason. So if I'm like, okay, yo, meet me here, 2 o'clock. What time are you going to show up? Ooh, 2.15. Dang. 2.20. Okay, so you know how you said in the military you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to do it because people yell at you? Yep, I would get yelled at. Yo, you would <laughs> always be late. Being on time at 2 p.m. is being there at 1.45 or 140. That's what that shit means. My ex was in the military. He hated it. God, that would, yeah, that would annoy me too. I'd be like, bro, I said 2 why aren't you here? Yep. He's like, you make me so stressed out. We're always like of you. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's also good, too, you know. I think with, with whatever you're doing, like, if you want to have this crazy weight loss goal, what is your biggest flaw? Like, what's your weakest thing, you know? Most people is sugar. Sugar is a very common thing because sugar is very addicting. And it's something that a lot of people, we're always meant to have food and have dessert. And right? alcohol. And alcohol. That's another big one, too. You don't always have to have alcohol when you hang out with your friends. I know. I try to get, dude, and I love but it's good, though. drinking. Right. I like, I like the taste of it, and I like, and I, I like feeling tipsy. I'm not saying I don't right. get drunk. So if you like that feeling, that's fine, you know? But then, right, what, how do you feel? Mm-hmm. Where are your boundaries? And are you going to take action to not drink at all, drink a little bit, and understand your limits? I get that a lot with clients who, like, are CEOs where they have to constantly entertain – or even, like, salespeople yeah, are yeah, constantly yeah. entertaining and having dinners, and it's it's hard for them to not drink or whatever. And I'm like, what do you mean? I would just pay for them to get drunk because they're going to be happy either way. Like, yeah, boom. And they're going to buy something. Yeah, like, I did. I used to have a 9-to-5 job, um, mm-hmm. so I've done that, and I've went to dinner. It's hard. I'm not going to lie. And then I had a basic job at one point during one of my preps. Because I couldn't emotionally be there for my clients, so I just ended up being like an executive assistant, the yeah. front desk girl. Right. I had to stack the snack snack closet during snack. my prep. <laughs> oh, yes, gummies. I was like constantly keeping it um, stocked. You're like I said stack. so easy to just 
I'm like, open this bag right now. Oh my, they have that. Hot and spicy cheeses. So good. They make your breath so bad, but they're so good. I've never heard of that. They have Cheeto mac and cheese too. Okay, Cheeto mac and cheese. Yeah, but cheeses hot. You said hot, hot and, spi- and spicy cheeses. They're so. I've good. I've never heard that shit before. Mm-hmm. I used to eat those before my acid reflux came. Oh <laughs> <laughs> man! Oh, before the acid reflux, dude. That that shit sucks too. That shit just burns like. It's just so uncomfortable. That's why I burp so much. I burp so much since I've been here, and he's been like, "Whoa!" I know. I'm like, and it's like her. I don't know how they came out of her, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So as you all know already, like we've been we've been talking about this whole time, your value health is your health in general is important, and there's no price tag on your health ever um, because it's priceless. It doesn't cost much at all. It's just simple little things and just moving forward and taking the three things that we talked about like it's it don't cost you anything to do that but if you don't do it it's going to cost you something else later so it's very important for you to just make some moves yo make some moves but right now for someone out there right now that is struggling with the action portion of the three things that we mentioned you know because we said how you feel that's kind of you know that's going to be difficult because you're going to have to analyze yourself but other than that, you can do that with clothes. Like you cannot, no one has to know about it because you're just self-aware of what you're doing. Mm. Boundaries can be difficult because you're gonna have to cut some people off, do this and that. But the hard one, because I, you know, that's what I said earlier, is the action. Because then people are gonna know. People are gonna, you're, they're gonna feel something. They're gonna be like, "Why have you been ghosting me, dude? Or why have you been this and that? Or how come every time I say let's go out, you say no? What's going on, right?" So the action part is going to be the one that's going to be noticeable from other people and that can be kind of scary for you. And if you've done it and that scared you and then you quit, this is what's going to help you right now. Because I'm going to ask her, what is the best advice you could give for someone who is scared to take action or who has taken action and quit because of pushback? You need to find the people that are going to push you to not quit. like Because you're... If you isolate yourself and you don't, and I'm saying hire a coach pretty much, hire a coach (laughs) and it doesn't have to be me. Like I'm biased, of course, but like find your community and your tribe and your vibe and your people. And like that coach will have those similar people. Probably usually coaches attract a lot of similar clients unless it's that influence influencer type $20 program. If you have an actual coach that works one-on-one with one-on-one people, most, I I think most coaches attract a pretty average niche client. Like they attract their yeah, like you know like what, I mean? what they're looking for. Yeah. Like, yeah. So again, like all y'all might be going through different things, but you have similar feelings and you can relate simply on that. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's how you become friends with people. So if, even if you have no friends in your life and you are scared to take that action or mm-hmm. took it and you failed and now you're scared to again, like I would reach out to someone who is better than you, who is smarter than you. I literally go for aesthetic for coaches because mm-hmm. if my coach doesn't at least look like they know what they're doing as well, I, I, it's hard for me to trust them, right? So you need to figure out what you think you need, whether that's someone who puts in their bio, you know, accountability coach. Maybe you really need accountability. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you see another coach that offers nutritional, mental mental nutritional coaching and you really need a better way to look at food mm-hmm. so you want to see if they have accountability you need to figure out what you need and reach out for help that's what I would do, it's okay mm-hmm. just like anybody else you know, an addict or someone who just feels like they need help 
it's hard to ask for help. That's the first step in helping yourself, though, whether Mm -hmm. it's your ego and you're too proud and prideful to admit or whether you're it's your ego and you think you there's nowhere for you to go. Like Mm -hmm. just hearing other stories and watching other things can help lead you to a path that will make you make that next step. Boom. That's it. That's the best way I, I could have put it. And it's help, man. That's, you know, cause what, why do, why do we have people that we help that we train because they ask for help? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not out there reaching for, Hey, let me help you. It's like, they are the ones asking for the help because I can ask 10 people, let me help you. But if they don't want help, they're not going to get help right. and they're not going to take the action. They're not going to get through the hard times. They're not going to do the things they need to do that I'm providing them with. So, you're the one that needs to go out and ask for help. And that's it. and then after that, we'll take the rest, man. That person, that community is going to take the rest. And they're going to take a lot of that stuff off your shoulders. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to provide you with something with the simple steps you need to follow for you to get to where you want to be at. Because they understand where you've been at. They understand where you are right now. They understand that you might be in the worst position of your life right now. And even if that is something that is even smaller than what they went through, they still understand. And then now you're able to relate. And then once you pass that... Then you feel happy and confident already. You haven't even lost a pound yet or you haven't even gained a pound yet. Like that is the power of just simply asking for help yeah. you know, and, and just not being scared. Yo. Fear is something that is just yourself creating false imaginations to what you think the truth is or what you think reality is going to be like on the other side when you haven't even jumped over there yet. So I think we can maybe change that into four things then. I think we can say how you feel in the order too. how you feel creating boundaries, dropping the ego, taking action. Dropping that ego. Ego is such a huge thing. It is. It stops you from a lot, man. What do you think it stopped you from? Keeping relationships, for sure. I'm very prideful and stubborn. 100. Yeah, just not communicating through things, maybe. That's something, like, more personal for me. Yeah. No, see, that's exactly what this is. It's not like, oh, this, you know makes it so I can't deadlift 405 pounds. Like, it's not yeah, always about no. that, bro. You're probably, like, that's why I post the way I do on my Instagram with five lessons to learn before you die or things mm-hmm. like that. Because it's like, that. all that stuff, like, helps with the fitness. It really does. Yeah, so, absolutely. like, you'll never hear me answer anything with, like, my squat <laughs> repping weight range. Like I'll, t- I'll tell you what training helps you with. That's what <laughs> I like to do. But other than that, not the other way around, really. Yeah. But... You know, I think for me, my my thing is really hard for to take advice from people. Yeah. It's hard for me to take advice from people. Like if they're like, you know, do this and it'll help you here or whatever. I think just because for me personally, I had to do a lot of stuff on my own. So I hate t- people butting in, even if even ask. if I haven't asked for it. Mm-hmm. So if I don't ask for it, don't tell me how to do it. I'll figure it out. Even if it costs me to fail and waste time, I'd rather do that than get help. But... Once I overcame that and still working against it, a lot of stuff has opened up for me. And that's why it's important for you to drop the ego and get out there and take action, you know? You're still going to be independent. Yeah. You're still going to be all those things. If anything, like you said earlier, it's going to make you better, right? Mm-hmm. You let go of something that you think is making you strong, you let go of it, then it's going to make you even stronger than who you thought you would be. Right. Or you are. It's so harder to let go than it is to hold on. And I know you can feel me if you're talking about a relationship, a toxic <laughs> oh relationship. God. And if you're listening to this, it's so much harder to let go of something than it is to hold on to it. Yeah. Comfort zone. Comfort zone. Yep, exactly. Where is the best place 
for people to find you if they want to ask you questions, if you want to maybe just do anything with you at all? Where's the best place for people to just message you and just maybe be vulnerable, drop the ego, ask you a question for them, taking action, asking for help? Where's the best place for people to do that at? I would say right now Instagram. And I have a lot of great FAQs that have been answered on my YouTube channel. So that's what was something I was saying in the beginning of the episode was cool. If it's, you know, a basic question and it's not basic, like it's a great question. It's just the answer won't change. Like how many days a week should I do cardio or something like that? Check out YouTube for questions. You're welcome to ask me. I will drop links if I've already posted them. Um, And then Instagram, my Instagram handle. Cool, cool, cool. So all her links, she's been on here before. So they're all there already on the other previous episodes, but in the show notes, like I always say, guys, check the show notes because there is the email for us. You can ask us questions. You can ask us anything you might want. If you want to vent something or if you want to look for a coach or whatever it is you want to do, ask us the questions. They're there. The email is there for you and we check that thing every single day. So it's important for you to do that. And a lot of you have already, which is freaking awesome. But all everything is in the show notes. Her profile is going to be there. YouTube's going to be there. Um, her previous episodes are going to be there because you might be like, dude, this episode was freaking dope. They've been on two other ones. So like, let me go check those ones out. Make it super easy for you. Check the show notes. You can click. You can go. You can listen. But other than that, this was awesome. Uh, you have always had a lot of passion and love to this and being sympathetic for other people. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's also very important for a coach to have is to understand where people are coming from. Even if you haven't gone through what they've gone through, you may have gone through like a pain or a struggle. But like, you're able to do that with a lot of different people. And I think that's cool. And you bring a lot to the mic every single time you come on here. Thank you. But then to obviously have you here with me, that's also so dope. So um, let's go eat. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's totally different vibe, yo. But uh, hope you all enjoyed this episode. If you did, you got some value or, you know, anything from this show and you learned something today or maybe it moved you or maybe you're like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some action and you know this could help somebody else. All we ask is you simply share it to your best friend, your gym buddy, your mom, dad, cousin, uncle, someone, your neighbor. Because the more people get to listen to these episodes, the more lives we can all change together. And that's all we're trying to do. We're trying to inspire people to believe in who they are, in themselves, and what they're truly capable of. But other than that, go give Nikki a little follow. Go check the show notes, okay? And other than that, we'll see you all in the next episode. Thank you guys for having me. Peace out, y'all. You just finished another amazing episode on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. If you have grabbed any sort of value from this episode, all we ask is you simply share it out to your Instagram story, Snapchat, send it to your best friend. If you want to know when the next amazing episode or guest speakers are coming on the show, make sure to check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. And also, if you want to see the sickest apparel, go ahead and check out athleticbeings.com. We'll see you all in the next episode. Coach Matt, peace.